Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome back. This is Consider This Northumberland and I'm your host Robert Washburn and you're listening to Northumberland 89.7 FM. As promised last week, when I interviewed Coburg Mayor John Henderson about the future of Brookside Youth Detention Centre, I also took the opportunity to talk to him about the plans to convert the former Woodlawn Inn, a well-known boutique hotel and restaurant on Division Street, into a residential drug and alcohol treatment centre. The company behind the proposal is Canadian Centre for Addictions. It runs a similar facility in Port Hope. As you would expect, neighbours and others expressed deep concern about the location. Still, Council approved the plan. The Mayor will explain what happened and why. I'm so pleased to have with me today on Consider This, Mayor John Henderson. Welcome. Thank you, Robert. I'd like to talk a bit about the Woodlawn Terrace rezoning of 420 Division Street. Now, there was a lot of residents from the neighborhood raising concerns as this has gone through its process, which reaches back to, I guess, October and November, and then more recently in the last month. And there were many concerns about the location. Could, can you start with why did council approve the plans to use this property as a privately run drug and alcohol addiction treatment center? Well, the main thing, Robert, as we know, uh, most residents who've been here for some time know it as uh, Woodlawn Inn. Uh, it went through a private uh, transfer. Um, I'm looking at my notes. I apologize. Um, in that, of course, it was to be rezoned to be a private commercial rehabilitation detox center. And based on that, the question to be asked is regarding is it a compatible land use so that's the question that had to be answered uh, through the planning department by looking at things such as our official plan our sony bylaw our sony bylaw amendments the upper tier northumberland county official plan um, our guidelines that exist that help to speak to urban design and at the end of the day Um, I can only tell you in the presentation, both from our own planning department, from the planning advisory uh, committee that uh, deals with these issues before it gets with planning, uh, we're in support, as was Northumberland County. We then went to developing agencies such as the Coburg Police Service. Uh, We had uh, work to the educational centers as well because St. Michael's has crossed the road. And through all those endeavors, if you were to read the planning documentation in terms of compatibility and land use, uh, there was not that I could see one negative comment on rezoning for land use of an alternative use um, in that report. And that report did reflect a very similar report that was put out by the um, Weston Consulting Firm hired by the proponent, but if you were to read both reports, they really were complementary 
to one another. And that's why I believe on this past Monday night, uh, council voted for the rezoning. Now, I know that some of the neighbors wrote into council uh, as well. There were people that uh, attended a public meeting that was held uh, some months ago uh, with deep concerns about the impact on the neighborhoods. And of course, we look at what has happened around Transition House and, and how it's impacted that neighborhood. There were a lot of concerns. Were those concerns sufficiently addressed and were, were the neighbors' issues dealt with directly through all these reports and through these meetings? I would have to say yes, Robert. And I do want to compliment Western Consulting because I believe they certainly went above and beyond. They held a number of public meetings on their own merit. They took all the questions, that certainly questions I received and other councillors through council. They took them out individually and they answered each one specifically uh, what the answer would be. Um, I thought it was straightforward. Um, they were honest in their reflections. And I want to emphasize, as they did with us, this is a independent, profit-run commercial for helping those who uh, suffer and require some form of rehabilitation or detox center. It's run at a very high level. The only concern the health unit had it would be anything to do with the indicating that the kitchen would be uh, run at a, and the food services at a very high level. Um, all the questions that I did see uh, from citizens myself seem to reflect questions that we would call related to site plan development. And what I mean by site plan development, people were asking questions about privacy or about where would the fence be or what would the historical fence look like at the front of the building to be complementary to the historic look of the building or how would the building be kept up in its historic nature. So when you're asking these types of questions, they all relate to site plan development, which is separate from land use. And I can tell you that I felt Weston's personally, I read both sides. I read the town in a very thorough manner. I read Weston's consulting's report and I felt they went above and beyond to address any particular issues. As I indicated to you, we also depend on supporting agencies such as the Cobra Police Service, uh, my own calls to Port Hope. We know they had a similar location in Dorset Street in Port Hope with a similar site under similar operations. And we went to an inquiry and I made inquiries with the school board, with the health unit. And I can only say through all that, Robert, no one raised any serious questions that I don't think were answered. And again, I want to emphasize, this is uh, going to be supported. It would be not only within Colbert, but external to Colbert. Um, we asked on average, um, if you were to stay there for a, a segment of treatment, what could that possibly be? And I was told it could be anywhere between 15 and $20,000 per individual. So you can see that this is going to be a very high run um, uh, with programs that they shared with us. And the goal is to help individuals recover from their particular addiction. Now, I know this may seem like I'm mowing old grass, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I know that for people who have not been following this in the level of detail that you've been talking about or uh, tracking this through council, but 
obviously for people just in terms of their own minds, they may be thinking, holy cow, this is just around the corner from a public school. And I know that you reached out to the school board, but what assurances specifically can you give people that this isn't going to have an impact on young children who, who are attending school just around the corner? Well, based on what they shared regarding their operations, they indicated uh, they do have security, uh, both during the day and at night. Uh, they indicated that uh, they have one-on-one -on -one and small groups of consulting. They indicated that the members who are getting treatment are on the premises. Um, uh, they're contained within the premises. Uh, they have access to their back corner, I guess, on the back side of John Street. Um, in speaking with the chief, I asked him, did he have any ongoing history from similar municipality of any concerns that he could share with us? He wrote a letter of support that he did not have anything uh, from a Cobra Police Services that would alarm him or concern him. Um, it's not to say that everything will be foolproof. I don't think I or any member of council could tell anybody anything is foolproof. Uh, but at this point, uh, they did their best to answer the questions as presented and asked by members of council. And believe me, there were many. And I believe they addressed those in a professional manner. So I remain confident that this will be a service that will help individuals in need. Many of these services, again, are coming from companies who want to help gain their employees back to to a level of performance. And uh, I hope it uh, does what it's supposed to do, which is to provide a service to those who are in need. Now, I understand not all the input was negative. There were some letters of support for, for the facility from some Coburg residents. Can you just talk a little bit about the people who are supporting this and the reasons why? Well, we all know that regardless of spectrum of life where you may be, you may work for a a high-end company, um, you may work for union, non-union, uh, we all carry different stresses with us. And depending on those stresses, um, you may fall um, into some form of addiction. We, we know that happens. We know it's happening across Ontario. We certainly know it's happening across Canada. And so to provide a service that's supposed to be a supreme service, with one-to-one -one consulting, with one-to-one -one treatment, with one-to-one -one monitoring. The hope is that they can work with individuals. They also indicated the those who will be running uh, the institution. Um, I'll try to get this name here. I apologize, I'm looking at my notes. Um, will come to me, but um, Julian Liberovsky indicated that they do try to maintain a, an individualistic program, but a collaborative spirit. And with that, we said to them, if you had someone, let's say, who was going in and out of transition, would you be able to assist them or help them with classes in some way? They indicated they will look at doing some form of outreach program, some form of education to put that person on the right path to help them um, with their endeavors. Again, I do have to emphasize strongly, this is an independent, for-profit, um, as it meets its mandate. So again, it's at a very high level. Um, there is a maximum of participants. 
in our bylaw, I believe we indicated at any one time there could not be any more than 40 individuals, knowing that there are, I believe, eight, 18 rooms. Um, but that would be the max as, as they get up and moving. Uh, I, I can't speak to their operational issues yet because it has yet to open and has yet uh, to meet those qualifiers. But there was support, I can tell you, from many who felt that uh, we have to open more avenues for people to get help, to give them an opportunity to return to a more normal, when I say normal, perhaps uh, they just had a bad period in their life. And this is an opportunity for them to rebound, regain their dignity, uh, both in the community and in their place of employment. Now, during one of the public meetings, and I know as part of the deputations, uh, the company spoke about the benefits to the local economy and the benefits to Coburg. And the proponents offered jobs and services that these would be things that would be maybe hiring and, and using services of a local nature. Is there any guarantee that that will happen? I, I mean, it, they say that there so many people will come you know, from the area to work in Coburg. I mean, you, you look at a lot of professional businesses, people come from other places, Peterborough, Oshawa, Toronto, and even further to work here, and then they go away. Um, what economic benefit is there going to be locally? Well, again, it's that, again, again, nothing is foolproof. Um, we can only go on their word, and I'd like to believe their word. Um, when you're local, we hope you'll hire local, you'll stay local. But we also know that depends on experiences, a person's skills and abilities and, and what they bring. So if you're dealing at a very high end with an individual uh, prescription, then we know that takes a very high level of education, may or may not be from COVID. Likewise, if you're doing security and you have those attributes, then perhaps you can be from Coburg. So again, when we have kitchen duties, and I understand that their programs are a very high level for cuisine, for the food, for the delivery, it's done at a very high level because you are paying to get good, healthy service. So again, uh, various levels. I can only remain hopeful that they honor their word wherever possible. Uh, they hire locally because it's much easier for them. Let's be honest, if you live in Coburg, you either have to walk down the street and go to work as opposed to have to drive in from Peterborough or Whitby. Um, so I do believe them that they're going to do their very best, but I also realize it's based on skills, experiences, um, and what they're looking for for the rover, their own strategic plan or operating plan as they move forward. Well, as you've mentioned earlier in the interview and, and also uh, through their own literature, they do have a similar facility in Port Hope. Did you bother to check with them as to the economic impacts or uh, that kind of thing uh, through their Port Hope uh, operation? Yes. Yeah. What they indicate they would like to do, what they're hoping to do is very much the message, uh, the overview that they provided. I would say to be one in the same. Uh, I'm not saying they're emulating exactly what's in Port Hope. But that's the kind of message they, they indicated they would like to be perceived as being part of the community. Um, and uh, they've done that in Port Hope, and I can only hope they will do the same in Coburg. Now, there is a similar use as a proposal for a building on King Street across from uh, the, the Coburg Collegiate. Why was this one approved and the King Street 
a street of proposal not approved. What's the difference? Uh, Robert, at this point, I'm not privileged to speak to that at this moment. Uh, we could be, we're certainly in legal ramifications. So I can't really speak at this point to the other King Street uh, endeavor at this point in time. Your Worship, I want to thank you very much for talking to me today. You're welcome, Robert. Thank you. That was Coburg Mayor John Henderson. I want to thank both my guests this week for talking to me. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you have any comments, questions, rants, or raves, you can also email me at that same address. Or you can go to my Facebook page, Consider This. Or if you're on Twitter, you can message me at rwash. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.